Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, October 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The IMF holds its big annual meetings this week, but all the talk is over whether the fund's chief should keep her job. We'll talk about China's electric vehicle battery maker, BYD, and its plans to go global. And our science editor, Clive Cookson, shares his reporting on a potential new treatment for depression. So it's desperately needed medically, and also it's exciting technology. I'm Lauren Fedor, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The International Monetary Fund kicks off its annual gathering today, with the fate of the fund's leader very much in doubt. Kristalina Georgieva has been accused of manipulating data to favor China while she was at the World Bank several years ago. The scandal has divided IMF members, with the U.S. pushing for her to go and European powers wanting her to stay. Here's the FT's Colby Smith. Well, it's very, very awkward. I don't really know other, another way to describe it. I mean, you have the executive board uh, split into two camps at this point. So uh, the U.S. and Japan, which are the fund's two biggest shareholders, are on one side. And you have France, Germany, Italy, and the U.K. lining up in support of Georgieva. And according to people familiar with the matter, uh, you know, China and Russia are also aligned with the Europeans on this issue. I think more broadly, what's important is what this all means for the fund going forward. So we heard from many people uh, who are close to the fund, have worked in you know very senior positions at the fund, say, if the fund is putting out various reports or, or publications, are people going to now question the veracity and the integrity of those reports? And I think that's actually kind of at the crux of the, the matter. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. One of the world's biggest electric vehicle battery makers is the Chinese company BYD. It also makes electric vehicles, which sell well in China. But now the company wants to compete globally. To find out more, I'm joined by the FT's Henry Sanderson. Hi, Henry. Hi. So BYD is already well-known among big global investors. One early backer was Warren Buffett. What did he see in the company? Yeah, so Buffett um, invested at the end of 2008, you know, the the beginning of the financial crisis. And BYD's founder, uh, Wang Chuanfu, who's incredibly hardworking, you know, he works at the the factory till 11 every night. He really won Buffett over. And the story was that Buffett offered to buy even more of BYD, but Wang refused, which Buffett took as a good sign. That has paid off hugely. I mean, shares since then are up over 3,000%. And it, I think it's one of Buffett's best investments, you know, after Apple, at least in, in one of his top investments. Henry, can you talk a little bit about the technology in BYD's battery? Yeah, so most electric vehicle batteries outside of China use what's called uh, NMC or NCA technology. So they contain lithium, but also cobalt, um, nickel and, and manganese. And what BYD has done is turn to another chemistry or another technology called LFP, which just uses lithium, iron, and phosphate, which are all you know, abundant materials in the Earth's crust. And they've really re-engineered this technology to improve it and to make it viable, basically, for electric cars and longer-range electric cars. Um, so the significance is, you know, you get a cheaper battery and you don't have all these other metals in it. And how big of an advantage is this? 
Yeah, I think this is a huge advantage. And, you know, if we're looking at mass market EVs, you know, if we're looking at replacing huge numbers of the car with EVs, you know, it's going to put huge strain on, on the mining industry and getting hold of enough cobalt and nickel. And cobalt, over 60%, 70% comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo and nickel is also a huge issue because a lot of it, you know, has been mined in Indonesia where, you know, it takes up a lot of land to mine nickel. So BYD's battery technology, you know, it will take the strain off um, some of those supply chains. So BYD has this cutting edge battery, but it also makes its own cars. You've written about how it's shipping those SUVs to Norway, right? Yeah, so BYD, I mean, ever since Buffett bought the stake in it, you know, it's wanted to be um, a global company and actually has exported loads of electric buses around the world. I mean, even in London, where I am, you know, quite a few of the buses are BYD buses and they're all over Europe, they're in, they're in South America, they're in the US. So it already has experience selling electric buses to, to loads of cities. But now I want to export passenger EV cars and it's starting with Norway, which is fascinating because Norway is just becoming a very um, competitive sort of test market for a lot of these Chinese companies. And is that where they see the real growth in cars? I think, yes, they see growth in, in electric cars, but they're also very open to share their technology with other car makers. And so they're, they're talking to Tesla, they're talking to other car makers about selling, you know, just their batteries and they want to list that battery business on the stock market as a separate business. So they're very open to helping other car makers, which is unusual. The big question, you know, what analysts have told me is, you know, will car makers trust getting batteries from BYD when at the same time they're a competitor, right? They're also producing the cars themselves. So that's a sort of big question as well. Henry Sanderson is the FT's commodities correspondent. Thanks, Henry. Thanks very much. Our science editor, Clive Cookson, has just reported on a potential new treatment for depression. A recent study shows that this debilitating illness could be eased using carefully targeted neural electronics. The trials took place at the University of California, San Francisco. Clive joins me now. Hi, Clive. Hi, Lauren. So a lot of trials come across your desk. What was it about this one that caught your eye? Partly because depression is such a scourge of public health around the world. The World Health Organization estimates there are 280 million people suffering from depression, serious depression. And the bad thing is that in about 30% of cases, existing treatments, drugs, and ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, and of course, talking therapy, psychotherapy, they just don't work. So it's desperately needed medically. And also, it's exciting technology. And this seems like an excellent and very rewarding application of neurotech. How does the technology work? It's a form of deep brain stimulation, and it's the most sophisticated form used so far. Essentially, the neurosurgeons at UCSF fitted an implant just under the skull of the patient, whom we're calling Sarah. She doesn't want her full name to be used. And from that implant, there are two fine wires extending deep into her brain, going to different regions of the brain. And the point of this is that one electrode detects signs of depressive feelings, bad sort of downward spiral in Sarah's mood. And the other 
stimulates a different brain area, which is associated with rewards and pleasure. And when those two are associated, when the depressive feelings come on, stimulation of the other area lifts it immediately. I mean, Sarah, the patient, when she was speaking to journalists at the press briefing to launch this study, was just ecstatic about the difference it has made to her life. And how big was the trial? Were there many other people in it besides Sarah? Well, that is the weakness of this. It's what scientists call an N equals one trial. She is the only patient for whom there are results, but it's being extended. They have enlisted, enrolled a couple more who are starting, and the idea is to do 12 altogether in this trial. I think you've written about this in the past, but deep brain stimulation has been used to treat epilepsy and Parkinson's disease. Were there obstacles here to using it in treating depression? Yes. Depression is a much harder target because for epilepsy and Parkinson's, the areas of the brain responsible for those disorders were well known, so they knew where to target the stimulus. With depression, the brain circuits involved were and are much more mysterious. So they had to do quite a lot of gentle probing of Sarah's brains to find the two places where it would work. Do you think this treatment could be used for other forms of mental illness? I think if this proves itself, there are a lot of mood and anxiety disorders like OCD where it could be used. The biggest challenge, I think, is going to be to show that it works in depression. And remember, this is an invasive surgical technique, and it's expensive. For this first trial, they used a $30,000 implant, which was originally developed for epilepsy, and they adapted it for their depression trial. And then there are all the associated costs. So although it could be used for some patients with the most severe long-term intractable depression, such as Sarah had, it'll need to be simplified and made far cheaper in the long run if it's going to make an impact on depression or in other psychiatric illnesses. So an exciting development, but still a long way to go. Yes, it is. Clive Cookson is the FT's science editor. Thanks, Clive. Thanks, Lauren. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. 
Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.